सो वी आर डूइंग श्रीमद भगवतम चैप्टर टू दक्षक कर्स इज लॉर्ड शिवा विदोरा इंक्वायर्ड वाई वॉज दक्ष हु वॉज सो एफेक्शनेट टूवर्ड्स इज डॉटर एनवीएस ऑफ लॉर्ड शिवा हु इज द बेस्ट अमांग द जेंट वाई डिड ही निग्लेक्ट इज डॉटर साथी लॉर्ड शिवा द स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर ऑफ द एंटायर वर्ल्ड इज फ्री फ्रॉम एनिमिटी इज अ पीसफुल पर्सनैलिटी एंड ऑलवेज सैटिस्फाइड इन हिमसेल्फ ही इज द ग्रेटेस्ट अमांग द डेमी गॉड्स How is it possible that Daksha could be inimical towards such an auspicious personality? My dear Maitreya, to part with one's life is very difficult. Would you kindly explain to me how such a son-in-law and father-in-law would quarrel so bitterly that the great goddess Sati would give up her life? The great sage Maitreya said, "In a former time, the leader of the universal creation performed a great sacrifice." in which all the great sages philosophers demigods and fire gods assembled with their followers when daksha the leader of the prajapatis entered that assembly his personal bodily luster as bright as the effulgence of the sun the entire assembly was illuminated and all the assembled personalities became insignificant in his presence influenced by his personal bodily luster all the fire gods and other participants in the great assembly with the exception of lord brahma and lord shiva gave up their own sitting places and stood in respect for daksha daksha was adequately welcomed by the president of the great assembly lord brahma after offering lord brahma respect daksha by the order of brahma properly took his seat before taking his seat however daksha was very much offended to see lord shiva sitting and not showing him any respect at that time daksha became greatly angry and his eyes glowing he began to speak very strongly against lord shiva all sages brahmanas and fire gods present please hear me with attention for i speak about the manner of gentle persons i do not speak out of ignorance or envy you will have to mute your mic please shiva has spoiled the name and fame of the governors of the universe and has polluted the path of gentle manners because he is shameless he does not know how to act he has already accepted himself as my subordinate by marrying my daughter in the presence of fire and brahmanas he has married my daughter who is equal to gayatri and has pretended to be just like any honest person he has eyes like a monkey's yet he has married my daughter whose eyes are just like those of a deer cub nevertheless he did not stand up to receive me nor did he think it fit to welcome me with sweet words i will explain these things <laughs> first let me come to the story i had no desire to give my daughter to this very person who has broken all rules of civility because of not observing the required rules and regulations he is impure but i was obliged to hand over my daughter to him just as one teaches the message of the vedas to a shudra he lives in filthy places like crematoriums and has companions as ghosts and demons naked like a madman sometimes laughing and sometimes crying he smears crematorium ashes all over his body he does not bathe regularly and he ornaments his body with a garland of skulls and bones therefore only in name is he shiva or auspicious actually he is the most mad and inauspicious creature thus he is very dear to crazy beings in the gross mode of ignorance and he is their leader on the request of lord brahma i handed over my chaste daughter to him although he is devoid of all cleanliness and his heart is filled with nasty things the sage maitreya continued thus daksha seeing lord shiva sitting as if against him washed his hands and mouth and cursed him in the following manner the demigods are eligible to the share in the oblations of the sacrifice but lord shiva who is the lowest of all the demigods should not have a share maitreya continued my dear vidura in spite of the request of all the members of the sacrificial assembly daksha in great anger cursed lord shiva and left the assembly and went back to his home upon understanding that lord shiva has been cursed nandishwara one of lord shiva's principal associates became gent greatly angry his eyes became red 
and he prepared to curse daksha and all the brahmanas present there who had tolerated daksha's cursing shiva in harsh words anyone who has accepted daksha as the most important personality and neglected lord shiva because of envy is less intelligent and because of visualizing in duality will be bereft of transcendental knowledge pretentiously religious householders life in which one is attracted to material happiness and thus also attracted to superficial explanation of the vedas robs one of all intelligence and attaches one to fruitive activities as all in all so now you understood this the one line over here explains the entire story of daksha with shiva shiva is the principle of purity he is besmeared with ashes he goes around in the burial grounds and he is dancing with the corpses and he does all sorts of things which are associated with the normal material world so you understand this pretentiously religious householder life in which one is attracted to material happiness and thus also attracted to the superficial explanation of the vedas robs one of intelligence and attaches one to fruitive activities as all in all that means want the spiritual people when they involve their spirituality they sell their spirituality in the material world what do they do they have spiritual knowledge and they go outside and they market it they market it in the form of they will do puja part in people's houses isn't it so any person who is involved in this kind of activities can get in trouble or from the other point of view it says religious householders life those who are satvic in nature if they start running after material things what happens to that person any person who is religious satvik and spiritual in nature when that person starts running after money house bachcha kachcha ye wo sab kuch when a person runs after these kind of material things the person can fall down this is the explanation which is given by the muni isn't it what is the other explanation that is there for us because this explanation may not give us the clear understanding in the previous line it was mentioned that all the gods all the demigods are accepting the sacrifices it's a very great sacrifice that is happening so we again back go back to the same person that we are and you understand that every person in this world is having sacrifices going on continuously with the eyes with the nose just now also if you can smell all the onion frying and all the chicken and the mutton and tandoori and all frying over there you can get the smells no so there is a god inside the nose he is getting all the smells are you not of course so they are also getting the oblations offerings when the offerings are being given in a yagya sacrifice there is a sacrifice that is happening constantly and in the sacrifice all the things are being offered over there like just now you are hearing the satsang when you are hearing the satsang your ears are listening to it it's a sacrifice to the ears the god in the ears he is listening to you correct then what does he do he is supposed to hand over a certain portion of the oblations to this great person called the mind correct now the mind is a person who's having one daughter all right her name is sati now all oblations that are coming in are they directly enjoyed by the brain yes so everything that is coming in if something is coming in through the eyes is brain the main processing organ or no so the brain is where shivji's main domain is that is why he is called the highest of the gods he is a processor and a very very super fast computer no not pentium pata nahi aur kya hai wo so <laughs> super fast computer so he does all the processing 
and when he is doing the processing he is not taking the mind into account remember mind always takes one little bit of percentage from everything isn't it so when the present when the when the whole thing is being presented to the brain the mind is not getting the offering from the brain also the brain doesn't get up to give him that oh sir please i am also offering you this take this no he is not interested in doing that because he is constantly in the state of samadhi he is always in a blissful state what does he do he just sits over there and what does he do sitting over there contemplates on it isn't it he is sitting in the himalayas have you ever seen the shape of the brain it's all the gray matter as uh, Hercule Poirot used to say, Poirot, he used to say that. The grey matter is there in the brain. It's like the Himalayas if you actually look at it. You will find that in front of it, in front of the brain. Now you will always consider the brain over here and front will be on this side, no? The brain is connected to the normal spinal cord through what? It is connected through something which is called the medulla oblongata. Am I right or wrong? It is the Nandishwar which is sitting over there. He sits over there and regulates the whole process. Remember, impulses are sent down the spinal column through the medulla oblongata. Am I right? Correct? So everything has to first... So any impulse that is coming from your hands and legs and this and that, is to first enter that and then reach the top, isn't it? Even your eyes, the nerves are connected through. If you see, we have behind us, we have the vertebral column. From the vertebral column, there is all the nerves are coming out and they are going to every part of the body, including the last of the legs, you know, the tip of the legs also it is going. It is going to the tip of the hands, it is going to the tip of the legs, it is going to eyes, ears, nose, everything. So the impulses are coming towards the spinal column and the spinal column in turn is sending it up but first it has to go through the Nandeshwar and then it reaches the right domain wherever it is supposed to go. That means it reaches the place where the processing is going to happen. You know right, left, all those things, eyes are processed in this side and that side, you must be knowing, no? heart is processed on this side of the brain, correct? So like that we are having this processing capabilities in different different parts it is like a very huge network of computers going through okay those are huge internet is going on over there maybe internet intranet patanik also the net so all that is going on at that point in time the mind which is a superficial energy it's a it's a vessel which is on top of it he when he enters even mind is also called indra by the way Understand that we have, we have done so many uh, names of yogis, you know, before. This is called that, that is called that, that is called that. In different, different domains, they are called by different names, isn't it? So, one of the names is this. Prajapatis. Uh, prajapatis are sense organs. Their head is Daksha. Daksha Prajapati. Daksha means, yesterday only we did Adhyaksha in charge the super boss so boss is there okay now the boss is having one daughter what is it sati what is the meaning of the word sati yeah it is the meaning is also called satya truth or it also goes by another name called whiteness or purity she is purity. She is in charge of purity. So purity is married to the brain. Brain is always considered as a very pure organ in our body. No? Because it has got the highest processing power in our whole system. So, now I think you got the gist of the whole thing. Story is little bit clear. Okay, now we'll pers- Daksha has accepted the body as all in all. See? Next line is also telling you that. Therefore, since he has forgotten the Vishnu Pada or the Vishnu Gati and is attached to sex life only, within a short time he will have to face he will have the face of a goat. Who is saying this? 
This is being said by the great chamcha of Shivji, <laughs> Nandeshwar. He is cursing that fellow. He is telling the mind, you, the way you are talking, you know, all this, you are not even Vishnu Granthi, correct? Vishnu Granthi? Yeah. So, Vishnu, see, Vishnu Pada or Vishnu Gati is forgotten this. What is it? You have to tame, tone down, tone down, tone down, tone down the thought processing and the mind, isn't it? So that is not getting done. So he says, see, he's he's in he's indulging these kind of things. And he's always attached to sex life. He's only interested in all lust and greed only. The mind is always looking towards that. He has nothing else to do in this world. He looks at everything in from that point of view. So he is going to have the face. In a short time, he will have the face of a goat. <laughs> it's a curse, by the way. <laughs> Those who have become as dull as matter by cultivating materialistic education and intelligence are nesciently involved in fruitive activities. Such men have purposely insulted Lord Shiva. May they continue in the cycle of repeated birth and death. May those who have envious to Lord Shiva being attracted by the flowery language of the enchanting Vedic promises and who have thus become dull always remain attached to fruitive activities. These Brahmanas take to education, austerity and vows only for the purpose of maintaining the body. They shall be devoid of discrimination between what to eat and what not to eat. They will acquire money begging from door to door simply for the satisfaction of the body. Remember we are doing in three stages, isn't it? One is the macro, second is the macro and the third one is the other domain of this material world. So what is being explained over here is the material domain. So it is, the micro is what I explained to you. The macro is what is written in this book and the worldly domain that is the material world domain is what the explanation is offered over here. So here he is talking about somebody who is involved in the religious life, who is also involved in the material life. That kind of a person will have a face of a goat. Okay. <laughs> so these brahmanas taken to education, austerity and vows of only for the purpose of maintaining the body. They shall be devoid of discrimination between what to eat and what not to eat. They will acquire money begging from door to door simply for the satisfaction of the body. When all the hereditary brahmanas are thus cursed by Nandeshwara, the sage Bhrigu, as a reaction, condemned the followers of Lord Shiva with a very strong brahmanical curse. Now imagine, this is like a slanging match going on. See, if you don't have this, no, then the next step doesn't happen. Correct or no? One who takes a vow to satisfy Lord Shiva and who follows such a principle will certainly become an atheist and be diverted from transcendental scriptural injunctions. Those who vow to worship Lord Shiva are so foolish that they imitate him by keeping long hair on their heads. I am seeing you, sir. <laughs> when initiated into the worship of Lord Shiva, they prefer to live on wine, flesh and other such things. Don't you go there. Bhrigu Muni continued. Now Bhrigu Muni is cursing all those people. Okay. Because why Nandi is giving curse? So Bhrigu is also trying to give curse. Because he is a Brahmana. So Bhrigu Muni continued. Since you blaspheme the Vedas and the Brahmanas who are followers of the Vedic principle, it is understood that you have already taken shelter of the doctrine of atheism. Correct? The Vedas give the eternal regulative principle for auspicious advancement in human civilization which have been rigidly followed in the past. The strong evidence of this principle is the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is also called Janardhana, the well-wisher of all the living entities. Uh, this is Sage Brigu talking, okay? By blaspheming the principles of the Vedas which are pure and supreme path of the saintly persons, certainly your followers of Bhutapati Lord Shiva will descend to the standards of atheism without a doubt. The sage Maitreya said, When such cursing and counter-cursing was going on between Lord Shiva's followers and the parties of Lord, the Daksha and Bhrigu, Lord Shiva became very morose. Not saying anything, he left the arena of the sacrifice followed by his disciples. Now always this is what has been happening even in the our domain also. 
when these kind of battles are going on between the two, you will find that finally what will Shiva do? Shiva says, I don't have anything to do. Can I just go and sit in my Himalayas over there, peaceful and quiet? I don't want to think of anything right now. I'm going to go in meditation. I will go and sit in the Himalayas. I will cool myself over there. So he goes for that. The sage Maitreya continued, O Vidura, all the progenitors of the universal population thus executed a sacrifice for thousands of years. For the sacrifice is the best way to worship the Supreme Lord Hari, personality of Godhead. My dear Vidura, carriers of bows and arrows, all the demigods who are performing the sacrifice took the bath at the confluence of the Ganga and the Yamuna after completing the Yajna performance. Such a bath is called Abharta Snana and thus before purifying the heart they departed from their respective abodes. So what happens is now Shivji is become completely morose over there listening to all these curses and counter curses going on over there. Because the mind has his own cronies or no. Same way Shivji has his own. So they all want to fight with each other. So what happens is finally Daksha has already gone to his house by the way. His house, mind has a big house by the way, two wives are there. Right? Two wives are there. One is imagination. Correct? And the yes, and they are, she has got a terrible temper. So we are now starting chapter 3. Talks between Lord Shiva and Sati. Maitreya continued in this manner. The tension between father-in-law and son-in-law, Daksha and Lord Shiva continued for a considerably long period. Remember, thousands of years have passed now. They are both having all their problems in there. So imagine, you know, son-in-law, father-in-law, think about it. You think this is a never, is a, is a story is small or what? It's a never-ending story. It goes on and on and on. And who is the one who is coming in between crossfire? The daughter-in-law. <laughs> and the daughter of that fellow, no. And basically the, the wife of the son-in-law, no. When Lord Brahma appointed Taksha, the chief of all the Prajapatis, the progenitors of population, Daksha became very much puffed up. Daksha began a sacrifice named Vajpaya and then he excessively confident of his support by Lord Brahma. He then performed another great sacrifice named Brahaspati Sava. While the sacrifice was being performed, many Brahma Rishis, great sages, ancestral demigods and other demigods, their wives all nicely decorated ornaments attended from different parts of the universe. The chaste lady, Sati, the daughter of Daksha, heard the heavenly denizens flying in the sky conversing about the great sacrifice being performed by her father. When she saw that from all directions, the beautiful wives of the heavenly denizens, their eyes very beautifully glittering, were near her residence and were going to the sacrifice, dressed in fine clothing and ornamented with earrings and necklaces with lockets, she approached her husband, the master of the Bhutas, in great anxiety and spoke as follows. Sati said, My dear Lord Shiva, your father-in-law is now executing great sacrifices and all the demigods having been invited by him are going there. If you desire, we may also go. I think that all my sisters must have gone for this great sacrificial ceremonies with their husbands just to see their relatives. I also desire to decorate myself with the ornaments given to me by my father and go there with you to participate in the assembly. My sisters, my sisters, mother's sisters and their husbands and the other affectionate relatives must be assembled there. So if I go, I shall be able to see them. I shall be able to see the flapping flags and the performance of the sacrifice by the great sages. For this reason, my dear husband, I am very much anxious to go. The manifested cosmos is a wonderful creation of the interaction of the three material modes or the external energy of the Supreme Lord. The truth is fully known to you. Yet I am but a poor woman. As you know, I am not conversant with the truth. Therefore, I wish to see my birthplace once more. O never born, O blue-throated one, Oh, not only my relatives but also other women dressed in nice clothes and decorated with ornaments are going there with their husbands and friends. Just see how their flock on the white airplanes have made their entire sky very beautiful. Oh, best of the demigods, how can the body of a daughter remain undisturbed when she hears that some festive event is taking place in her father's house? 
even though you may be considering that I have not been invited, there is no harm if one goes to the house of one's friend, husband, spiritual master or father without invitation. By the way, this is mentioned in the Puranas also and in the uh, yeah yeah. You are not supposed to get invitation from here. You can come whenever you want. Okay. <laughs> but if the father is going to be very angry, there is going to be a problem. <laughs> so, so you have to be very careful. Oh immortal Shiva, please be kind towards me and fulfill my desires. You have accepted me as half as your body. Therefore, please show kindness towards me and accept my request. The great sage Maitriya said, Lord Shiva, the deliverer of the hills Kailasha, having thus been addressed by his dear wife, replied smilingly. Although at the same moment he remarked, remembered the malicious, heart-piercing speech delivered by Daksha before the guardians of the universal affairs. The great Lord replied, My dear beautiful wife, you have said that one may go to friend's house without being invited. And this is true. Provided such a friend does not find fault with the guest because of bodily identification and thereby became angry towards him. So, you should never go to a house of a person who is criticizing you or saying something bad about you. You should always go to a house of a person where you are welcomed very nicely. So, always there has to be a very nice welcome. So, this is basically what is mentioned in the Bhagavata. So, although the six qualities, education, austerity, wealth, beauty, youth and heritage are for the highly elevated, one who is proud of possessing them becomes blind and thus he loses his good sense and cannot appreciate the glories of the great personalities. So what happens is, all these qualities are there with the people. Now Daksha Prajapati is having these qualities. He's educated, he's got knowledge, he's got austerity also, he's got wealth, he's got beauty, he's got youth and heritage, everything is there within him. Yet, if such a person, if he becomes blind because of ahankara, remember ahankara is one of the qualities that gets mixed around in the mind and if it gets mixed around in the mind, what happens? Get very angry. He loses his good sense and cannot appreciate the glories of the great people. One should not go to anyone's house, even on consideration on being a relative or a friend, when the man is disturbed in his mind and looks upon the guest with raised eyebrows and angry eyes. So somebody who looks at another person with angry eyes or with raised eyebrows, such a type of a person's house, even if it is belonging to any of these other categories, it is not proper to enter. Lord Shiva continued, If one is hurt by the arrows of the enemy, one is not aggrieved as when cut by the unkind words of a relative. For such a great gift comes to render one's heart day and night. My dear white complexion wife, it is clear that of the many daughters of Daksha, you are the pet. Yet you will not be honored in his house because of you being my wife. Rather, you will be sorry that you are connected with me. One who is conducted by false ego and thus always distressed, both mentally and sensually, cannot tolerate the opulence of the self-realized persons. Being unable to rise to the standard of self-realization, he envies such persons as much as demons envy the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So even when the question of a divine being is there, if there is a divine being who has reached the state of self-realization, even such a person when guarded by those two goons outside, remember, they are cursed by those four you know, brahmanas. Why? Because they, they are saying you are not welcome. So if you are not welcome, then there is a problem there. So he is telling his wife, Shivji is telling his wife, that you should not go over there. Because you may be pure in heart, you yourself may be pure in heart, but yet you should be always treated with respect. My dear young wife, Certainly friends and relatives offer mutual greetings by standing up, welcoming one another and offering obeisance. But those who are elevated to the elevated to the transcendental platform, being intelligent, offer such respects to the super soul who is sitting within the body, not to the person who identifies with the body. So what happens is when we are offering our you know when we do the namaskar, 
or when we are taking blessings actually what we are doing is we are not addressing a person we are addressing the divine being inside that person so even anybody may come you should always welcome that person with the purity of the heart because you are not welcoming a human being an individual but actually welcoming the lord inside them so yes it means that i am always engaged in offering obeisances to lord vasudev in pure krishna consciousness krishna consciousness is always pure consciousness in which supreme personality of godhead known as vasudeva is revealed without any covering so what are we actually praying to we are praying to the supreme divine consciousness inside that person that is the god inside that person so it is a mutual understanding that you need to have so when you bow down or when you say hello you are actually bowing down to the divinity inside that person not to the individual therefore you should not see your father although he is a giver of your body because he and his followers are envious of me because of his envy oh most worshipful one who he has insulted me with cruel words although i am innocent if in spite of this instruction you decide to go neglecting my words the future will not be good for you you are most respectable and when you are insulted by your relatives this insult will immediately be equal to death so this is what shivji is told his wife we still have some time so we can continue with the next one isn't it because i think it's a very simple understanding that is required for this so we are doing chapter 4 sati quits her body sage maitreya said lord shiva was silent after speaking to sati seeing her between decisions sati was very much anxious to see her relatives at her father's house but at the same time she was afraid of lord shiva's warning her mind unsettled she moved in and out of the room as swing moves this way and that way sati felt very sorry at being forbidden to see her relatives at her father's house and due to affection for them tears fell from her eyes shaking and very much afflicted she looked at her uncommon husband lord shiva as if she was going to blast him with her vision thereafter sati left her husband lord shiva who had given her half his body due to affection breathing very heavily because of anger and bereavement she went to the house of her father this less intelligent act was due to her being a weak woman when she saw sati leaving alone very happily when they saw sati leaving alone very happy, very rapidly thousands of lord shiva's disciples headed by maniman and mada quickly followed her with his bull nandi in front and accompanied by the yaksha that means what happens the mind is having this great ceremony going on he is glorifying his own self i am the greatest of the knowledge having i know this i know this i know this it's a great sacrifice that is happening over there and understanding that this purity and the truth exists in this kind of sacrifices what do we think that every person in this planet earth is pure is beautiful is nice just because they are having a character where they are doing great pujas and offerings to the god what do we do we want to go to their places we want to partake in their ceremonies there are many of these temples in india where there are lots of wrong activities happening are they not so at such a place when a person goes over there just because there is a sacrifice happening there can be a problem why because they are not respecting daksha doesn't give respect he is doing this puja because of ahankara right so any place where you find that such kind of sacrifices are happening or such kind of pujas are there or even if it is a marriage ceremony or even if it is a very auspicious ceremony that is being done by the person who is egoistic in nature it is advised that you don't go over there 
it is advised that you don't go to such kind of religious places also where there is a lot of ego going on over there people go there for the sake of i want this i want that i have offered 10000 tolas of gold i have given 1 million dollars to this person and that person don't go there it's a show off it's a place where all kinds of nasty activities are there so shivji your pure head brain is going to tell you kindly don't go there you are going to get insulted and then you will have to die over there the purity will have to go you will become impure think about it there are lots of places in in this world where there are lots of sacrifices animal sacrifices done for the sake of achieving something in this world i want this so i will cut one bakri over there or bakra over there so it is always advised kindly avoids going to such type of places because the purity in you is going to get tainted in such type of places so we'll continue when they saw sati who is going to be there mani man and man see mother intoxication goes they are the yakshas they are the people those who are going to follow over there right who are they they are those ghouls they are following purity behind mm, naturally no why don't you want to make the white white cloth with little bit of stain abhi itna acha saadi pehna hai ek black dot rehna zaruri hai ki nahi uske upar hai ki nahi नहीं तो चलेगा थोड़ी तो वो चिखल में से जाने का या कोई भी जाने का तो कितना डेंजर रहता है तो वो सब आते हैं वहाँ पे सो प्योर माइंड जो रहता है प्योर प्योरिटी जो होती है ना उसको टेंट करने के लिए पीछे से सब है ना ऑल दिस पेंटर्स आर रनिंग आफ्टर हिम ब्लैक कलर वाइट ब्लू रेड ग्रीन सब कलर लेके माइंड टेंटिंग वेरी फास्ट इज इंटेंट माइंड बोलेगा तो एक्चुअली और द प्योरिटी विल गो अवे The disciples of Lord Shiva arranged for arranged for Sati to be seated on the back of the bull and gave her the bird which was her pet. They bore a lotus flower, a mirror, and such paraphernalia for her enjoyment and covered her with great canopy. Followed by a singing party with drums, conch shells, and bugles, the entire procession was as pompous as a royal parade. She then reached her father's house where the sacrifice was being performed. and entered the arena where everyone was chanting the vedic hymns the great sages brahmanas demigods were all assembled there and there were many sacrificial animals as well as pots made of clay stone gold grass and skin which were all requisite for the sacrifice when sati and her followers reached the arena because all the people assembled were afraid of daksha none of them received her well no one welcomed her but her mother and sisters who were with their tears in their eyes and glad faces welcomed her and talked with her pleasingly Although she was received by her sisters and mother she did not reply to their words of reception and although she was offered a seat and present she did not accept anything for her father neither talked with her nor welcomed her by asking about her welfare present in the arena of sacrifice sati saw that there were no oblations for her husband lord shiva next she realized that not only her father failed to invite lord shiva but when he saw lord shiva's exalted wife daksha did not receive her either that she became greatly angry so much so that she looked at her father as if she was going to burn him with her eyes the followers of lord shiva the ghosts were ready to injure and kill daksha but sati stopped them by her orders she was very angry and sorrowful and in that mood she began to condemn the process of sacrificial fruitive activities and persons who are very proud of some unnecessary and troublesome sacrifices she especially condemned her father speaking against him in the presence of all So what happens is, <coughs> even in such type of places, even if you go with purity, there is a small problem which occurs. What is the problem that occurs? The problem that occurs is, why am my purity not being acknowledged? it is a satvik kind of a purity even a satvik person believes that he is satvik in nature don't you 
yeah he starts identifying with his own self he starts believing that i am the good one over here the rest everybody is a useless bugger right or wrong so even the whiteness will have its own ahankara which is not that kind of ahankara but that which is talking about purity i am pure i am clean i am the whitest i am the brightest so at such times what happens anger comes in anger comes in because the purity and the goodness in a person is not respected how does this happen let me tell you you see when you see all these yogis and baba ji's and all that going over there the big fellow wants to sit on the pandal over there in that raised platform and the, then the chair with the biggest of the decorations he wants to sit rang in the center have you noticed this and then what does he want he wants the biggest guldasta guldasta means flower bouquet he wants the biggest garland and he wants praises to be done even though he may be a spiritual person but yet he is hankering for these things the hankering always is there why you have to respect me or no i am the i am the greatest of the greatest i am so and so i need my battalion with me so the battalion comes with him or no right while we had gone if you remember we had those 500 people entering the balaji's temple right or wrong with the great person uh, he is doing like this like this and coming inside okay so yeah no 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 we went to the balaji's temple in tirupati so the all the line was stopped and we were all standing over there and this great person who is supposed to be a religious head is entering the temple and is waving at everybody like a politician and 500 of those fellows are walking with him at that point in time naturally he wants the greatest of the prasadas that are available so the biggest of the laddus the biggest of the prasadas was given to him i'm sure all the all our group was sitting over there watching these people eat like as if they have never eaten in their life 500 people entered with him and they were all eating all sorts of funny stuff over there and desecrating the whole place they were dirtying the whole place like nobody's business we don't go and eat inside a temple we eat outside we, we eat at a place where you have for the prasad but here they had bought their uh, whole battalion with them and that is what was happening isn't so the blessed god has said lord shiva is the most beloved of all living entities he has no rival no one is very dear to him and no one is his enemy no one but you could be envious of such a universal being who is free from all enmity twice born daksha a man like you can simply find fault in the qualities of others lord shiva however not only finds no faults with others qualities but if someone has a little good quality he magnifies it greatly unfortunately you have found fi- you have found fault with such a great soul now his daughter is talking to him it is not wonderful for person who has accepted the transient material body as the self to engage always in deriding great souls such envy on the part of materialistic person is very good because this is the way they fall down they are diminished by the dust of the great the feet of the great personalities sati continued my dear father you are committing the greatest offense by envying lord shiva whose very name consisting of two syllables si and va purifies one of all sinful activities his order is never neglected lord shiva is always pure and no one but you envies him you are envious of lord shiva who is the friend of all living entities within the three worlds for the common man he fulfills all desires and because of their engagement in thinking of his lotus feet he is always blessed higher personalities who are seeking after brahmanda that is transcendental bliss do you think that greater more respectable personalities than you such as lord brahma do you know this inauspicious person who goes under the name of lord shiva he associates with the demons of the crematorium his locks of hair are scattered all over his body he is garlanded with human skulls and smeared with ashes from the crematorium but in spite of all these inauspicious qualities great personalities like brahma honor him by accepting the flowers offered at his lotus feet and placing them with great respect on their heads sati continued 
if one hears an irresponsible person blaspheme the master and controller of religion one should block his ears and go away if unable to punish him but if one is able to kill him then one should by force cut off the blasphemer's tongue and kill the offender and after that one should give up his own life therefore i shall no longer bear this unworthy body which has been received from you who have blasphemed lord shiva if someone has taken food which is poisonous the best treatment is to vomit it it is better to execute one's own occupational duty than to criticize others elevated transcendentalists must sometimes forego the rules and regulations of the vedas since they do not need to follow them just as a demigod travel in space whereas ordinary man travels on the surface of the earth this is the explanation of the last few verses from this book point of view what does it say that while one is supposed to execute their duties which are spiritual in nature sometimes we have to come down to a very you know become very very compassionate and we may have to do certain things which we are supposed to do by means of compassion so regulations and vedas and all can be sidelined at that point in time where it is very important to pay respect in the vedas there are directions of two kinds of activities activities for those which are attached to material enjoyment and activities for those which are materially detached in consideration for those two kinds of activities there are two kinds of people who have different symptoms if one wants to see two kinds of activities in one person that is contradictory but both kinds of activities may be neglected by a person who is transcendentally situated that means what those who are spiritually perfect need not follow both these kind of things one is the material duty that is required of a person and the second one is the religious duty that is expected out of the sattvic type of a person so that those who have reached the state of realization those who have reached the transcendental highest state such kind of people need not perform any of these kind of rituals or activities that are there and means they are not entitled to follow this kind of pathways my dear father the opulence we possess is impossible for either you and your flatterers to imagine for persons who are engaged in the fruitive activities by performing great sacrifices are connect concerned with satisfying the bodily necessities by eating food stuff offered as a sacrifice we can exhibit our opulence simply by desiring to do so this can be achieved only by great personalities who have renounced self realized souls see many a times there are lots of things which are prohibited some are acceptable some are non acceptable some are prohibited and some are you can have them a normal person is supposed to follow that which is prohibited he should not touch it those who are on the sattvic path on the path of spirituality are supposed to follow the path very very judiciously keeping all the rules and regulations in place you have to follow whereas what happens to this person who has reached the state of realization none of these things really matter to that person because they are not bound by anything neither the body nor the divinity because they are far beyond both these things you are an offender at the lotus feet of lord shiva and unfortunately i have a body produced from you i am very much ashamed of this bodily relationships and i condemn myself because my body is contaminated by a relationship with a person who is an offender at the lotus feet of the greatest personality because of our family relationship when lord shiva addresses me as dakshayani i at once become morose and my jolliness and my smile at once disappears i feel very much sorry sorry that my body which is like a bag has been produced by you i shall therefore give it up maitreya the sage told vidura who oh, an letter of enemies while thus speaking to her father in the arena of sacrifice sati sat down on the ground and faced north dressed in saffron garments she sanctified herself with water closed her eyes to absorb herself in the process of mystic yoga first of all she sat in the required sitting postures and then she carried the life wear upwards and placed it in the position of the equilibrium near the navel there she raised her life wear mixed with intelligence to the heart and then gradually towards the pulmonary passage and from there in between her eyebrows this is a technique of really getting release from your own 
body all right but don't follow it please <laughs> otherwise everybody is going to get into trouble only the sages can follow that so you get a certificate from me that you are a sage then you can do that thus <laughs> in order to give up our body which has been so respectfully affectionately and seated in the lap of lord shiva who is worshiped by great sages and saints sati due to anger towards her father began to meditate on the fiery air, fiery air within her body sati concentrated all her meditation on the holy lotus feet of her husband lord shiva who is the supreme spiritual master of all the worlds thus she became completely cleansed of all the taints of sin and quit her body in a blazing fire by meditating on the fiery elements when sati annihilated her body in anger there was a tumultuous roar all over the universe why had sati the wife of the most respectable god lord shiva quit her body in such a manner it is astonishing that daksha who was prajapati the maintainer of all living entities was so disrespectful to his own daughter sati who was not only chaste but also a great soul that she gave up her body because of his neglect daksha who is so hard hearted that he is unworthy to be a brahmana will gain excessive ill fame because of his offense for his daughter because of not having prevented her death and because of the great envy of the supreme personality of godhead how many more okay we are nearing the end so we will finish this while people are talking among themselves about the wonderful voluntary death of sati the attendants who had come with her readied themselves to kill daksha with the weapons they came forward forcibly but brigomuni saw the danger and offering oblations onto the southern side of the sacrificial fire immediately uttered mantric hymns for the yajurveda by which the destroyers of yagyik performance could be killed immediately when brigomuni offered oblations in the fire immediately many thousands of demigods named ribhus became manifested all of them were powerful having achieved such strength from soma the moon when the ribhu gods attacked the ghosts and the guhyakas with a half burned fuel from their yagya fire all the attendants of the sati fled in different directions and disappeared this was possible simply because of the brahma tejas that is the brahmanical power this ends the chapter sati quits her body so we will stop over here and next time we will do the frustrations of the sacrifice of daksha so is there any question that you have no i will take your questions later on this not a problem all right